1: And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C., the Marlins and the Nationals played game two of their three-game weekend series. Trevor Rodgers went opposite of the right-hander Eric Fetty. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Gefner.
2: Nationals over the Marlins 5-3 in Washington on this Saturday afternoon into evening. And that's it. Four solo home runs and the Marlins could not overcome the night. It was a challenging first for Fetty. 27 pitches in hanging that zero. Bottom of the first inning, Lane Thomas first man to bat against Trevor Rogers. That ball's in the air, well struck left field, Encarnacion's going back toward the bullpen and Lane Thomas has started the afternoon with a bang. A leadoff home run, 1-0 Nationals one wonder Adams, is a line drive to right down the line. That's a fair ball, going to extend the lead. And he cuts it off on the track near the corner, headed towards second. Adams is going to beat the throw. It's an RBI double, 2-0 Washington in the second. And after that RBI double, the catcher, Jacob Stallings, walked out with left lat discomfort, leaving this game after 32 pitches, 20 strikes in one inning plus. Jeff Brigham came on. He was able to pitch out of that second inning, leaving Adams at second base. A couple of strikeouts of Robles and Abrams. And after a walk to Lane Thomas, he struck out Alex Call. So Trevor was done after an inning plus three hits, two runs, both earned. He walked one, struck out one. Allowed a home run through 32 pitches, 20 strikes. When he exited, the Marlins were trailing 2 to nothing. Miami got a run back, though, in the top of the third against Fetty. Lewin Diaz led off with a single. Charles LeBlanc singled. At that point, LeBlanc was two for two. Marlins had first and second with nobody out. Joey Wendell hit into a 6 3 double play. That advanced Diaz to third with two outs, and Brian Anderson had a chance to put my man on the scoreboard. Again, a 1 2 pitch to Anderson. And a liner over in their half of the third inning. One out, nobody on for the DH. Luke Voigt. 3 2 to Voigt is hit high in the air, left center and deep. Blade and Encarnacion are back. At the wall, and Carnacion leaps, won't get it. It's a home run for Luke Voigt, who was part of that trade. For Voigt, his 21st of the season, and the Nats have their two-run cushion. The return, and Voigt coming up big, making it three. Top of the fourth, two outs, nobody on. The Marlins got something going. A base hit by Jordan Groshens. Man on for and Carnacion. On 1-1, you deep. Call going back onto the track at the wall. It is into the bullpen, a two-run home run. Yerar Encarnacion, and we're tied at three. It's his third in the big leagues, RBIs 13-14. and 14. That's a nice way to snap an over 15. So the Marlins seem to be back in it. 3-3 three, three in the fourth inning. However, they would manage only one base runner the rest of the ball game after the Encarnacion home run. With two outs in the sixth inning, Jacob Stallings singled. He was the only Marlin to reach base in this game after the fourth inning. Meanwhile, in the bottom of the fourth, it's right back out in front with one out and nobody on. Victor Robles did the honors. On 1-1, Robles gets into one, sending Encarnacion back at the wall. Home run. It's the third in the game for the Nationals, and they're back on top 4 three. Well, Jeff Brigham will get out of that fourth inning. So he'd work three innings of two hit two. Solcer came on in a 4-3 game fifth inning. First man, he went after the left fielder. Left field and deep again. And Carnacion back again. And Carnacion can't get it again. It's the And 5-3 is how this would end here this afternoon. The Nationals with four. For the Nats, five runs, six hits, no errors, five left. For the Marlins, three runs, eight hits, no errors. Miami leaves four. The winning pitcher, Hunter Harvey, two and one. The loser, Jeff Brigham, 0 one. Kyle Finnegan, a one, two, three, ninth, three strikeouts for 10th save of the season after losing five straight and seven of eight. They improved to 51 and 94 in the season. The Marlins lose again and have now dropped 18 of 23, beginning seven over their last 67 games, beginning July 6th, 44 on the road. There were some bright spots for the Marlins. We heard the home run from Encarnacion his third long ball of the season. Marlins got two hits and four at-bats, including a double from Jacob Stallings, an RBI single from Brian Anderson, two hits and 4 Was LeBlanc, And on the mound, Jake Fishman, three and two-thirds innings, no hits, four strikeouts. He hit the first batter he faced when he came on in relief of Cole Solser in the fifth inning, but then retired 11 in a row. So Jake Fishman, certainly a bright spot for the Marlins today in this 5-3 loss to the Washington Nationals. Another bright spot, Marlins Pitchers struck out 10. Marlins and AutoNation working together again this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research for this season now. 1,278 strikeouts, 31,000 to nations Drive Pink Initiative.
1: All right. So the Marlins fall to the Nationals. The Washington Nationals improved to fifty-one and ninety-four, while the Marlins fall back to fifty-nine and eighty-seven. Let's hear what Marlins manager Don Mattingly had to say afterwards. Uh,
0: Donnie, just uh, we heard the update. You know, the left lat strain for Trevor. Uh, just when you were talking to him out on the mound, we did he say it was something he just had immediately felt? Did he feel it from the start of the game?
3: Uh, I think he said it was progressive.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, nothing really, one pitch or anything like that. And he. He was saying same shoulder. Um, but as they tested him, it, that's what they came back to, the, the lat. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's a good thing that he didn't feel it on any mm-hmm. one certain pitch or anything like that. It was just more of a progressive and, and just feels really tight.
0: Is that something that you feel, especially at this point in the season, could potentially shut him down, or is it something you're just going to have to see how he feels day to day?
3: You know, obviously I, I, I wouldn't be the one making that call at this point. Um my, I, I would assume that, you know, something like that. He come out of the game, uh, he's not going to be making his next start. And Yeah, so I think this is probably. We'll see where it goes.
0: <laughs> just obviously, then you have to go to the bullpen really early in the in the ball game. But for you know, I know Soulstar struggled a little bit, but for Brigham and and uh, for Fishman to give you that type of length, just what what kind of boost was that?
3: No, I think both of those guys were were really good. Uh, you know Brigie gave up a couple I think but he kind of hangs in there gets us out of the first you know guy in second nobody out gets us a couple more innings um, so, so the ball was flying today mm-hmm. I didn't think that ball was going but it, it carried out uh, and then Fish obviously gives us you know finishes the game for us and give us chances really um, the rest of the day
0: when you mentioned the ball flying, you know, you get a couple runs, you get the, the home run that ties it up. And this just seemed like a game, though, that every time you got something going, it seemed like the Nationals kind of had an answer of their own?
3: Uh, well, a little bit. Obviously, they get out early, but we, we're right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought our at-bats were really, really good uh, off Fetty. I thought we did a really nice job of working him. I felt like almost every guy that went up there had a good approach, hit the ball either good or forced him to really work. Uh. The other guys out of their pen did a nice job you know, they, you know, once you start getting into the one inning here, or one plus or two, uh, it's a little different. Um, but I thought our guys, you know, actually had good at bats all day long
0: day we talked to him last night after that play in center field. He felt like it was a ball that he should have caught, but then to see him make, you know, a nice play against the wall today—just how encouraging is it when you see a young guy not let maybe a play that he felt like he should have made carry into the next game?
3: Yeah, JJ is a very mature player, mm-hmm. and and you think he's gonna he's gonna learn from everything that happens out there to him, either at bats or on the field. So he's not really one of those guys that I feel like is you worry about like one play is gonna. You know, ruin his confidence. I think he's a very mature player.
1: I know you said we'll see where it goes, whether it's the end of the season or not for Trevor. Just frustrating. Looked like he was just starting to get it back, coming off the IL, and now to have this.
3: Yeah, I think uh, as much as anything for Trevor, he probably, we probably wanted to see him finish the year uh, on a high note. It looked like he was heading that direction. You know, we've talked about having the six guys. Mm-hmm. We wanted to continue to build their innings. That kind of stops probably this process for him, but. Um, you know, then it's another opportunity for for whoever.
2: Was it surprising for you when when he called you out? Or, like, were there any obvious, I guess, signs of irritation or discomfort from him and his mechanics in the first and second days?
3: I, I think it really started in that third because Stahl said the first pitch. We we seen the first pitch like ninety one in that inning, uh, and then you know Stahl's basically goes out and then calls us out. So we didn't really, you know, Mel had not really seen anything mechanically that he was doing, Um, you know, other than when you watch the numbers, you start to go, okay, what's up? Is this the same issue or connected
0: to the back problem that put him on the injury list?
3: No, no,
1: no. This
3: is a lat, the other one was was
1: a back. All right. so that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Nationals last night. Let's hear from the now injured Trevor Rogers who exited after just facing seven batters in game two.
0: Trevor, we saw the diagnosis, uh, the the left lat strain. Donnie said when he was talking to you on the mound, maybe initially felt like a shoulder. Can you just take us through what you were feeling out there?
4: Yeah, I mean, didn't really feel a whole lot of anything. Warmed up, getting ready to go out in the game and after the first inning, sat down and kind of just felt heavy, really, um, and kind of went and do uh, some plyo balls to get ready for the next inning, and there's really just, there's no power. I tried to, like, let a few go, and there just wasn't really a whole lot there. Kind of felt a little discomfort. There was no pain. Um, so I went out there, just tried, tried to continue to pitch, and Velo just kept dropping, and um, threw a fastball to Adams and uh, tried to let it go, and it was 91. So, um, and Jake came out there, and I told him just a lot of discomfort, and just there's just no power there. and But didn't really feel any pain, uh, fortunately.
0: You mentioned Jacob coming out after that pitch, that first pitch in the inning. Was it something you had mentioned? it to him at all in between the innings or or you know like you said once he came out after that pitch that was really the telltale with that drop off in velocity
4: yeah he didn't i didn't tell him anything beforehand obviously i didn't have the issue going into it and i guess he, he just saw something that was off and i told him that and the rest is the rest is history
0: Is it something that you think is is just going to be day-to-day? Is it something that you have to to wait and see what results say as far as how you're going to be able to progress?
4: Yeah, I think it's kind of just going to have to see uh, what the results say. Um, I think there being no pain is a really good sign, Mm -hmm. so I'm really just going to have to look at it day-to-day and see how this thing feels. Trevor, I guess, just the general
1: level of frustration just coming off your last start happy again feel good back in the big leagues just for you how frustrating is this
4: oh man it's uh very frustrating you know got back to where i finally needed to be and able to compete and and do it at a high level and do it very consistently and you know just having a little bit of setbacks with the back and got that taken care of and now it's another another flare-up so it's it's very, very frustrating, and especially frustrating that I really can't go out there and compete and help this team win. Do
2: you, do you think these two issues are connected, the back and, and the lat, at all, or are they different spots and different
4: injuries? Um, it's tough to say. I would like to say they are different. Um, I've never had any type of shoulder discomfort or anything in the past, um, so I'd like to say they are different, and the back felt really good today. Did you get in there, Oh, yeah, I probably will uh, tomorrow, yeah.
1: All right, so that's the Marlins lefty Trevor Rogers after a disappointing night for him. He leaves injured in the second inning. We'll have more for you coming up this afternoon on Marlins on Deck. Game three of this series comes your way at 1.35 this afternoon when Sandy Alcantara goes opposite of the former Marlin Anibal Sanchez. We'll hit the air at 1 o'clock with Marlins on Deck, and as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.
5: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best